Welcome back to another episode. This is John Rosenberg live from Jacksonville. Thank you for tuning in to, the, to this episode. Today we're going to talk about Nixon war on drugs. Now, one can argue the black community have been, a, have been dealt a bad hand since the inception of this country. From slavery to Jim Crow laws, black code laws in the South. However, we're still overcome we are overcomers and that just show you our greatness as black people we're not really talking about african we're talking about indigenous aborigines so-called negroes in america in the caribbean in south america we have overcome a lot of atrocities throughout the centuries now the war on drugs was declared back in the 1971 when nixon found out um, three of the top drug dealers, pushers in this country, not the mafia, not the Benguino family, not Luciano, was a black people, Negro American out of Detroit. You got Eddie out of Detroit. You got Frank Lucas out of New York. You have a lot of big, big pushers at that time that were making millions of dollars out, you know, multi million dollars a day in some, uh, you know, some of them was making at least $20 million a week. On any, on any given week, and that was the 70s, the war on drugs is a war on black people. Now, a lot of you guys who are historian, who are, you know, into politics, geopolitics, already know that fact. I'm just talking to the average American. Nixon was, uh, was he was the youngest vice president under Eisenhower, Dwight D. Eisenhower, he was the vice president. He was at that time he was 40 years old. He was the first president to travel to um, China, the first U.S. president, sitting U.S. president to travel in 1971. Plus, he, Nixon was born January 9th, 19, uh, 1913. He was the 37th president of the United States. Now. Nixon, he was an interesting president. He had a lot of hatred towards the black people in this country. Now, was he a racist? <laughs> you know, who, who once can argue, yes, he was. You look at, look at his policies. You know, you can go back to his policies to dictate that. Just like Reagan was a racist also. Look at his policies. Now, that being said, um, the black people, that just show you the greatness of the Negro American. You know, they you know they have their back end, but they're still overcoming. They still overcome. They are one of the most educated people in this country. But we're not going by the law of average here. We're talking about the Negro American as a whole. Um, the drug epidemic back in the 1980s. When you see when you watch Scarface, is art imitating life. You know that that was a CIA operative movie was getting the black community ready for the drug epidemic, the crack epidemic in the 80s. The CIA with um, the Contra, with uh, Oliver North, with, um, with uh, what's his name, Re- not Reagan, Reagan administration also, plus um, Vice President um, Bush Sr. They were very involved in this drug trafficking. Um, the, the French connection with Frank Lucas, all those guys from France, Marseille, France, they were doing drug with the Italian. Um, you have watched the movie The French Connection. You've seen the movie, and that was a that was based on the true incident. The, they was pushing heroin um, throughout this country. 
and the CIA was involved, was heavily involved in the French connection. Um, they used um, the black community as proxy to push the drugs. The Italian also used the black community, even though the Italian had some some animosity towards the black community because we had surpassed them back in the 70s, so they had to reclaim that status. I told you, the Italian mafia, the reason why they they are able to maintain their wealth because primarily they're under the Vatican protection, which I talked about before, and plus the CIA to work with them to infiltrate different um, crime families, whether it would be the Jewish family and the Irish families, um, crime families around this country. Now, for every great wealth, there's some great theft, you know, whether it's, you know, you look at the Jewish people, you look at the Italian, you look like the Irish. For every great wealth, there's some great theft. It's, you know, from prohibition to the drug trade in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s. Now, what was the war on drugs? The war on drugs was a war on black people. At that particular time, they figured, they figured out, they said, you know what? These Negroes... They, 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 and the projectory was that there was going to be multi-billionaire within less than a decade, and that was a projectory. You know, within a decade, those guys would be multi-billionaire in this country. So it was not really a, it was an economic issue because the the CIA, you guys already already know, they well diverse in the drug trade throughout South America, throughout the Asia, throughout you know Western Europe. Throughout the, the Middle East, they're very diverse in the drug trade. You know, opium is coming from Afghanistan. You guys who military know about the opium trade. Um, the same thing with Vietnam, Saigon. When they would try to overthrow the North Vietnamese, it was about the drug, drug, drugs, and more drugs. So the CIA was very involved. And Nixon was very involved in the, He was aware of it, but he didn't like the way the way the black community was progress was making money. We're talking about hundreds of million dollars was coming out as a black community to those um, drug pushers, whether it's Detroit, um, the Philadelphia area, New York City was a prime target. And the you know, with the Cuban uh, mafia, plus they, with the Colombians, they all intertwined with each other. Nixon, he had to say something because a lot of people was getting killed, plus, we become the the black community was become so wealthy, and plus you had a lot of black millionaires. You know those guys they came from you know poor circumstances, and they was able to overcome and become you know bosses around the country, whether it's the South, Midwest, and the Northeast and the West Coast. So primarily the Northeast and the South and the Midwest, like Detroit, you know the Chicago, Chicago. If people don't know. One of the top gangsters in Chicago was not Al Capone. Al Capone was the most popular gangster, but he was not the most powerful gangster. The most powerful gangster was a Negro American. I forgot his name. Those of us who are historian know who I'm talking about. He Al Capone was scared of him, not the other way around. Um, he was very prominent in the Chicago area back in the 60s and the 50s. He was very prominent, and he had a lot of people behind him, and he was well-connected. So those of us who from Chicago know who I'm talking about. But Nixon was a hater. He was a big time hater, he was a racist. Even though uh, you might say uh, the Watergate incident, because um, the Watergate incident from what I found out, um, he was gonna talk about the JFK assassination. And then plus he went in top. It was the Jewish people that, that took him down because the Jewish people feel like 
the lobbyists, they're like, no, Negro, we can't, you know, you can't do that. So we're going to overthrow you because you can, you know, wiretap, you know, our phone. So we're going to wiretap you. So there was some stuff that was coming about the JFK. He knew about who killed JFK. He knew about all the JFK assassination. He have seen those dossiers. He have seen those documents when he was a vice president. And he was elected twice. In the second term, he was, um, he got impeached. He resigned because of the Watergate scandal. Those of us, you're already aware of the Watergate scandal back in 1970, the mid-70s. That being said, Nixon had a lot of hatred towards the black community. He wanted to destabilize the black community. Uh, primarily, he, the war on drugs, you know. Plus, he was the first one to take the, the American dollar off the gold standard back in 1971. November of 1971, he took the, the U.S. He was the first, uh, well, he was the second beyond Woodruff Wilson. Um, but he was the second president to take the U.S. dollar off the gold standard. Uh, that was Richard Nixon back in November 1971. I think it was November 73, I'm not sure. But I think it's 73 or 71, one of those um, years. Uh, don't quote me on this. You can go look it up yourself. That's why I do this podcast to educate my um, my listeners, uh, those of us who the average person don't have the time to really read those things, to really go into those policies. And in black people, we should read those policies and we should read those executive orders. Um, he was behind the coup in Chile in the 70s. And if you know about the coup in Chile, there was a lot of people that, that got killed. Um, he, I think they ended up killing the prime minister over there in Chile. Um, Nixon was very involved with the CIA and um, to overthrow the, the government in Chile in, back in the 70s. But I don't, I'm not going to go into de- uh, much detail on that coup. In, the, in, Chile, in Chile back in the 70s, but he was behind it. He co-signed on it to uh, overthrow that government. Um, yes, uh, President Nixon, uh, he died in 1994 due to health problem at, at the age of 81 years old. But that being said, he, he went to Duke University. He graduated from 1979 to 1973. He was the vice president under D. Eisenhower. From 1979, 1969 to 1973, he was the vice president. But he went against um, um, Kennedy. Um, he almost beat Kennedy. I think Kennedy beat him by, um, by 400 votes. So um, one can argue. Uh, that was a close race. Um, he could have won this election, but he ended up losing against um, Kennedy. And he had a lot of hatred towards Kennedy also. I think he was part of the assassination too, if you ask me. Who knows? Only the people that was involved, they know what's, what I'm talking about. I won't be surprised if Nixon was involved in the assassination. Because he, he had a lot of bad blood for uh, JFK um, from, from his early days. But that being said, Nixon is a very crooked president, um, you know, to say the least. Um, nobody is perfect. Everybody have, you know, we all have skeleton in our closet. But these politicians are very demonic. They're under the Lucifer spirit. A lot of them, the, you know, Duke University, you know that um, they're part of the brotherhood, you know, the Skull and Bones, so out of Yale University. So those guys are part of the Skull and Bones, so they, 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 they pray to Lucifer. So you know that those presidents, they're figureheads. They don't make any decision. You have to see who's behind them. Like I said, the mafia was very involved into the war on drugs because the mafia had lost ground. 
during the 70s, due to the, the rise of the black people in the, the drug trade in the late 60s, early 70s, and in mid-70s, black people was very prominent in the drug trade. And they have surpassed the mafia. The Italian mafias particularly, they have surpassed them. The Benguino, uh, Benguino, the Benguino family up north in New York City and Jersey. Those areas, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. So they have surpassed them. So they had to undermine, they had to tell agent, black agents and white agents go into those, um, to those, um, you know, underworld where the black people was prominent to overthrow them, to, you know, um, you know, CIA cooperative um, warfare. Um, like I said, Nixon, um, the, the war on drugs have really decimated the black community as a whole. If you look at all the, the stats from the 70s to now, you can make an argument. One can make the argument the, the war on drugs is not, is not a war on drugs because the, who, think about it. It's just common sense. Where the drugs are coming from? Who's pushing the drugs? You know, who's behind? We don't have boats. We don't have ships. We don't have planes to bring the drugs into the community. So we're just peddlers. We're just, you know, you know, selling the drugs. But who's the pushers? Who's the major players? The CIA. That's why the acronym stands for gold, oil, and drugs. It's not God, the almighty God of the universe. The, the G-O-D, the acronym on your dollar bill, really stands for that. Gold. Oil and drugs. I told you guys about that. You guys think I'm joking. That's what they stand for. We for more war for drugs and oil. Whether it's the Middle East or the South America, or you want to argue, you know, Africa. We fought for those things. And millions of people have died because of those things and those covert operations throughout the Middle East, throughout Africa, throughout South America. And you see what's going on right now in Venezuela with Maduro. It's all another scam of, you know, try to overthrow the government, put a proxy government in there so they can dictate who's going to take the oil. And America is going to pay for this. I'm telling you, America is running out of trick. The European Johnny come lately. He's running out of trick. Black people are going to rise. Who we got next? We're going to rise. And when we rise, it's, it's over for you. It's over. It's done. You're, you're finished. That's why you keep us on, on, on the ground for a long time. Our time is now. We have to take the crown right now. And that's why I'm very um, very adamant about us doing research, um, about us researching those political, those president, the executive orders. Like there was a case that came out about um, Joe Biden with the crime being in 94. I will do a package on Joe Biden because he's running for president. I'm not saying he don't have the accolades to be president, but he's not a friend of the black community. Okay, he's he's not a friend of the black community. Let's be clear on that. And Nixon too, you know, Richard Nixon was never a friend of the black community. If you look at all his executive order, he was trying to destroy the black community to drugs, infiltrate to the CIA, which um, Contra back in the '80s with um, um, Reagan, with um, Oliver North. You know, with the, you know, Panama, Nicaragua, all those drug trades, you know, sending guns to uh, the Shah. So there's a lot of stuff that transpired throughout the decades. Those things took place when I was, I was not even born in the 70s. I was born in mid-70s. But those of us who, who grew up in the 70s, our children, as teenagers, or where they might be aware of what I'm saying, because I was not, I was, I was a baby. 
So I was not even aware until I started digging and watching a lot of research, a lot of documentary on the government and Nixon. So that's when I started getting those information. I'm like, wow, this government is really wicked, man. I didn't know our government was involved in all those um, coup d'etat throughout the South America, throughout Asia, throughout Africa. Our government have done so much damage to all all countries throughout the, the throughout the world. It's going, you know, it's going to come back. It's like a boomerang. It's coming back to America. And now you have this idiot in the White House. You know, we call him Agent, Agent Orange. He's not. He's a buffoon. He, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. There's no collusion. But listen, America's going to pay for this. They're going to pay for it in a heavy, in a major way. You know, they follow the wrong. They, 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 their time is coming. And that's why I said the American public. We, we have to educate ourselves. And what our government, uh, what, not ours, but what this government is doing beyond closed doors. So a lot of us, we're not aware what this government is doing beyond closed doors. Consequently, it put us in a bind. Because when, when we do get attacked, we get shocked. We're like, why are we being attacked? No, your government is not being transparent with you, with the public. So consequently, it keep us in the dark. And that can put us in a major problem in the future. And then we have to be very vigilant what's going on within our gov- within this government and around the world. We have to keep our finger in the pulse to see what's going on. Richard Nixon was not a friend of the black community. If you listen to his tape, he had a lot, a lot of um, animosity towards the black community. He said, those Negroes, those niggers. He was very upset because at that time he realized that the, the, the paradigm, the, the power structure was going to shift. Because this is about power, power. It's about power and money and control. It's business. Because they feel that that's why they always go after the big black pen, um, black kingpin drug dealers. Because they know that if we let this keep going on, these Negroes will be multi-billionaires. And they, at that time, they had, it's just like the Italian mafia. They had politicians, judges, police. And let me be clear, the police are very corrupted. I'm not saying every policeman are corrupted. Don't get, don't get me wrong. You have some good cops out there. But by and large, from now, from the 70s until now, you have a lot of crooked cops. When they do the drug bust, they don't return all that money, all that drug to the chief of the police. They keep it to themselves. They, they sell the drugs in the, in the black market. They sell the drug in the black market and they keep those money. Think about it. A guy do a drug bust. He's only making forty thousand dollars a year. In a drug bust, they 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 recover. Let's say let's lowball it. Five million dollars cash, cold cash. Think about it. Five million dollars in cash. Okay, five million dollars in cold cash. You think they're not gonna separate uh, the money among themselves? Of course they will. Of course they do. You have to be an oxymoron not to be aware of that. You know, even Stephen Wonder can see that. You know, five million dollars cash money. The guy's only making forty million, forty thousand dollars a year. You telling me he's not gonna take some of that money to him for himself? You are fooling yourself. You are fooling yourself to, to not think that they're gonna separate that money among them. Even the drugs, they will sell it in the black market. I just told you. Don't don't. The media is propaganda. Okay, the media is controlled by the Zionist Jews. So they put whatever they want to put out there. So they're not going to tell you. They're not going to be transparent with the public. So it's propaganda. Just like what's going on with um, Maduro right now and what's going on with this president. And elsewhere, in, in Africa and Asia, 
a lot of those things are propaganda just to dictate, to persuade the public one way or the other, whether to go against the government or to go against that country, they're going to get ready to invade it, just like uh, Venezuela. Now they try to persuade the public to to persuade to persuade the government to be on the government side to go over there and take down Maduro. They've done it in Africa. They've done it in Asia. They have done it throughout the world. So that being said, Nixon was not a friend of the black community. Uh, Nixon have killed millions of black people throughout this country and throughout the world. Um, one can argue. But like I said, he was the first president in the 1970s to declare the war on drugs. That came out. That quotation came out of his, his mouth and his administration. And that war on drug was not really a war on drug because they were the one buying the drug, the heroin, the cocaine from the Colombians. And with the mafia, the mafia was their partners in crime. So the Italian mafia, to be precisely, the Italian mafia, the Chinese too, they were involved with the heroin. Uh, with the heroin. So they were well diverse, well connected with the French, uh, also with the French, you know, that's why when the French was connected with the black community, with those black kingpins, they didn't like that, they didn't like that idea. And that's why they, ki- they kill a lot of the, those French, um, uh, the French dealers, and vice versa, a lot of those French dealers kill a lot of those, their peoples too, in Europe, in Western Europe. So that being said, um, Nixon was not a friend of the black community, he was a hater, he was a backstabber, so he was not a friend of black community. So, like I said, you can look at his policies. You can go back and look at his executive order. That's how the Watergate was very profound when he got when he got caught because at that time the the Jewish media they wanted to overthrow Nixon because they knew that he had some information that he wanted to release. Like I stated earlier, he knew he knew the whole. He have all the information about the JFK assassination. There have been reports that he was going to release those reports to the press, to the public. And consequently, they had to do something with him. They had to expose him because they, because since he had wiretap his uh, cabinet and they had to wiretap him, that's how we get all this tape on Nixon. And that's why he had to, he was forced to resign because they was going to expose, he was going to expose the FBI and the CIA on the um, JFK cover-up uh, assassination. So those of us who are political, into pol- politics, uh, historian, you guys are already aware of that. I'm just speaking to the masses who are not aware of that. Um, like I said, this is a, a, a Nixon um, war on drugs. That's this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. One love. You guys have a great weekend. Take care.